Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome into the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings alongside former NFL general manager Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bonatoni with you also on the show. Over the course of the next two hours, we'll go behind the book with Thomas Gable, director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Also have our guy Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, now NFL betting analyst here with us at VEASAN in hour two. Really excited for today's show. Wrapping up everything that took place on Saturday and Sunday in week 15 in the NFL. We've got Eagle Seahawks coming up tonight. And, and Michael, that one, I know we'll do a deep dive preview of that game a little bit later on in the show but uh some quarterback question marks tonight we don't know who we're gonna get just yet well the line's all over the place right it went to three and then it was you know tr- i thought it was trending to three because gino was playing and then the report comes out that hurts might you know has the mm-hmm. flu and he's sick now the report's out that hurts will play or try to play and gino's not going to play which to me is kind of up and down i think the line was moving during the week uh, pretty steady because I think somebody knew that that Hertz had this was sick, and it obviously is more than just a 24-hour flu. It's a little deeper than that, but you know, with Seattle now, I was expecting Gino to play Stormy. I was I'm kind of like, oh my God, he's not going to play tonight. I was fully expecting that, especially with so much money coming in on Seattle. I was figuring like, okay, that has to happen. I mean, there's over, you know. I think on my board, which takes in everybody's account, not just DraftKings, it's only 14% of the money is in on Seattle. And yet the line moved to them all week long. Yeah, this groin injury has been lingering a lot longer than anybody could have anticipated. So the expectation is, at least right now, that it's going to be an uphill battle for Geno Smith to play. So be ready. I guess for Drew Locke to be in there and as you said Jalen Hurts expected to give it a try but this is an illness that he's been dealing with since Thursday it's apparently gotten progressively worse he even traveled separately from the team to go out there to Seattle this week so um, just things to keep in mind but again we'll get on we'll touch on that game a little bit later I want to reflect on some things that happened yesterday most notably like even if you thought the Bills were going to win yesterday, I don't know anybody <laughs> saw it being like that against Dallas. 
No, but I think, you know, let's continue the flu conversation. Jay Glazer reported on Sunday in his pregame show that the Cowboys had a bunch of players with the flu. And, you know, you kind of hear that and you're like, okay, I get it. It is cold and flu season, let's Mm -hmm. face it, right? I hope you got your flu shot. I got mine. (laughs) But anyway, I think to me, the way the Cowboys played and the way that the Bills ran the ball 49 times on them for over 260 yards was a little bit shocking. Like Dallas looked like they couldn't tackle. They had no quickness. You might say they had looked like they had the flu bug, and maybe perhaps they did. So I don't want to take anything away from what Buffalo did because Buffalo did something I didn't think they were capable of doing, which is run the ball down your throat. But I also think we got to be a little less hard on Dallas if, in fact, these you know the Glazer report is true, and it certainly looked true on the TV. I think this is where we as handicappers – we just don't know the health of a lot of players if they're up to par. You know, we just assume, well, he's going to go. Like Hurts tonight, he's going to try to go. Can I refresh your memory when Denver played Patrick Mahomes and he had the flu? What did that look like? Mm. Yeah, no question. And this is one of those games, too, um, where you talk about the run game being so successful. If you were to just look at the box score of this game and you see Josh Allen has seven completions, less than 100 yards, you're probably like, oh, God, it was one of those sign days for the Bills. Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, it is. It's, it's signed me up because they were able to like rely on their defense. They ran the football. James Cook looked unbelievable. 25 okay. carries, 179 yards. Go on. Going, Michael, what were you saying? No, I think he looked like like a back I've never seen before. Yeah. Like, you know, he looked like his brother when his brother was in his prime. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, I was like, holy heck, what's this? And there here's the thing, too. I think sometimes some of these play callers, they get caught up in the fact that they get stuck when good plays work. They won't repeat plays. And I think really that that's the case. They repeated a bunch of plays and they were good at it. Maybe, just maybe, despite the Bills being maybe. on the outside looking in of the playoff picture right now, they are the most dangerous team in the And I know oh. we have San Francisco and we have the Ravens and we'll talk a lot about them too, but I would not want to play this Buffalo Bills team come playoff time. And we just got to see if they make the playoffs because they're still in the ninth spot right now. Yeah, come playoff time is the hard part. Okay, so let's go through this. I think they will make it, and I think there's really good value in Josh Allen as MVP. We mm. talked about that last week, right? I mean, they got the Chargers this week, and I know they end the season in, down in Miami, which it may not mean anything. But let's just hypothetically say that the Kansas City Chiefs are the three seed, and this Buffalo team gets to the sixth seed, which is which is quite possible, right? They could get to the sixth seed. I'd rather be the sixth seed, you know, if they get there, that we could get my we could get Kansas City, Miami in the wild card round. I mean, Kansas City, Buffalo in the wild card round. Like there's like I don't think you're going to be able to get ahead of Cleveland. Maybe they could get to five. Maybe they could. I doubt if they could. I don't think they're going to get to. They're going to win the division. I don't believe that. But the, that that being said, they've got a great opportunity to get in. And if they get to six and have to play Kansas City, or they get to five and have to play the winner of the South, they're dangerous. Now they are dangerous. I want them in too, Stormy, on the other part, because I don't want to have to watch MVP Mitch or Mason Rudolph. Like I don't want to have to watch the, you know, any the Indianapolis's defense. 
I think Cincinnati's a great story. I respect them. And Cleveland, what they've done is remarkable. Hats off to Kevin Stefanski because for him to keep winning games with a completely backup offensive line is unbelievable. Yeah, on their fourth quarterback, and they somehow keep finding ways to do it. Joe Flacco off the couch, even with a three-interception game that included a pick six, they win, and he has another 300-yard game. That, that's been a fascinating story, I feel like, to follow. The Browns have been. But you mentioned Josh Allen, MVP. He's currently creeping up that odds board at 14-1. to Your guy, Brock Purdy, is an odds-on favorite now. Leapfrog's Dak Finally. Prescott. He and Lamar Jackson both behind him at plus 450. Hurts at 11-1. to Christian McCaffrey, the lone non-quarterback in the mix right now now at 12 to one um, and we can get into that full conversation in a moment but I don't want to stray too far away from this this Bills Dallas game because we talk about the the illness potentially running through this team but also there is a very common theme here of the Cowboys struggling on the road they are 7-0 yes. at home they have been great um, averaging 18.2 more points per game in Jerry World than they are away from that building three and four on the road what has been the struggle for them away from their house well i think they get pushed around i mean last night they got pushed around i mean they were literally the kid that was going home from school and ran into the bully they got pushed around and they were supposed to be the bully they were supposed to be the tough team they were supposed to be the team that was willing to punch you in the mouth and they weren't Mm. i mean their defense has always been we've got to play from in front right What have I said all year about what McCarthy's been able to do? He's been able to play less defense. He's taken the pressure off them, right? But because they couldn't get the lead, they go into halftime down 21 to 3. They have the ball. Buffalo does 35 minutes, and the Cowboys only have a 25. They played a game that they're not going to win, and they couldn't get control of the game because when you call 49 runs, when you're looking at your play sheet calling 49 runs, the defense can't get control of the game. Because one of the things about running, why, why do I say all the time you have to throw to win, to score? Because even if you get four yards on first down, great. If you get four yards on second down, great. But all the defense has to do is make one play in three downs, and they're going to stop you. They're going to just – now you're punting. But yesterday in Buffalo, Buffalo only was in for third down nine times. So they only they were they were never they were playing Canadian football. They're just getting first downs and two downs running the ball. I mean, Josh Allen probably didn't have to shower. I mean, had he been at the at, at down at the Landover at FedEx Field, it would have been perfect. He could have just left the game without a shower. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, that's still my my favorite joke. I feel like of the entire season is they ran out of hot water because Ron <laughs> Rivera was using all of it up because he was in the hot water. Um, Dallas averaging nearly forty points per game at home compared to twenty one on the road. Huge game for them uh, in Miami coming up against the Dolphins next week where they are getting a point and a half. Um, meanwhile, let's go to that Jags Ravens game here for these last couple minutes. What? After the Ravens got embarrassed defensively last week, it took a a punt return touchdown in overtime for them to win. Massive rebound this week, only allow seven points. What is going on with this Jacksonville Jaguars team, though? What has happened to them in the recent weeks? I think they lack toughness, and I've said this all year. I don't think that everything's easy. When, When things become easy for you to throw the ball, right? When they, like, and I've said this all year, too. They have tried to run the football. Their number, I think they were 11th in the league. There was a time where they were 7th in the league in rushing attempts. They try to run the ball. They just can't. They have no ability to control the line of scrimmage with their offensive line. They can throw it, 
But again, they can't really run it. I mean, they're tw- they're 14th in attempts, they're 26th in yards, they're 30th in yards per attempt. The game falls onto the quarterback's lap. And yesterday, I'm not sure Baltimore played good defensively. Mm. I mean, look, the 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 two missed field goals, right? You got Lawrence is going to run. At least they're going to get a field goal out of one drive, and he just coughs the ball up. And then the end of the first half, what was that, Stormy? What was that? I mean, like uh, seriously. We got to get points there. We're throwing the ball to the flat and letting it get. T- Why didn't we spike it? We had eleven seconds. Yeah, no, plenty of questions. Also, like, um, what's his name? Magnus. Mag. I can't. Per- I just am struggling pronouncing their kicker's name right now. But he misses two field goals. Like, oh yeah, nothing. I, it's just they were a really, really. Str- struggle to watch and now you see three teams in that division all sitting eight and six after the Jags look like they'd locked it up not so not so fast anymore no now they got to go to Tampa which we know they play better on the road they come home against Carolina can't be a better situation for them then they have to go to Tennessee another they should win two of the three the Tampa game is going to be the hard one because mm-hmm. Tampa went to Lambeau Field yesterday and all of a sudden you know Baker Mayfield changed into Bart Starr <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. On the hallowed ground, the sacred, one of the most sacred places, Baker Mayfield throws four touchdowns. I mean, did the Packers, they couldn't defend any pass. First visiting quarterback in Lambeau Field to post a perfect passer rating ever. Uh, We got so much more to cover. We're just getting started here on the Lombardi line. Stick with us. I'm excited for some MVP conversation when we come back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
If you're getting set to host the family for the holidays or you're going over to somebody's house, Total Wine's the place to be. Lowest prices for over 30 years. You'll always find what you love and love what you find. Check out Total Wine and more. Please drink responsibly. It must be 21 or older. We are back here on the Lombardi line, breaking down all things week 15 in the National Football League. And so yesterday we saw um, a great performance from Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. We saw a dominant win from the San Francisco 49ers against the Arizona Cardinals. Brock Purdy was tremendous. Christian McCaffrey was tremendous. Dak Prescott, granted, we talked about the Cowboys' illness, took a step back, had a rough loss to the Buffalo Bills, but Dak's MVP odds in turn have taken a hit. This picture for most valuable player is getting more and more interesting every single week. And these next few weeks are going to be so critical in that talk. So I'm curious, especially this coming week on Christmas, the Ravens and 49ers who both seem to be hitting their stride have to go head to head one another. The top two favorites to win the award in Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson going head to head against one another. What kind of an opportunity of a game is that going to be for either one of those guys? Oh, it's a great opportunity. And I think we know Lamar as a dog is always somebody you'd love to play. You don't love Lamar as a favorite as much as you love him as a dog. But and this will be an opportunity. Look here. here I think the Mitchell injury affects Baltimore's offense. Mm. They'll bring Melvin Gordon up. And John Harbaugh said yesterday after the game, he's ready to go. OK, but he's also ready to fumble, too. So you got to worry about that. His confidence in terms of protecting the football over the last couple seasons has been a little bit of a concern. And they need him. They need that back. I mean, to go along with Gus Rams, Gus Edwards, you know, where they're able to get yards. I, I think to me, we saw Justin Hill come in and he ran the football effectively. But here, I think, is the key point. The way Lamar plays and those loose plays he makes, you know, throwing the ball against his body. He throws a jump ball up to likely great play by likely saves him. But I don't know if you can do three games like that in a row, Stormy and be able to win a playoff series. Like you got you know, you're going to get you're going to get in a situation where you just can't do that. Now, could you beat a team certainly? And I think the teams if you look at the AFC, right? Baltimore's a really good team. Miami's defense played much better yesterday. What were the Jets doing? We'll talk about that later. But then, you know, I mean like Baltimore and Kansas City and Buffalo are the three best and if Buffalo doesn't make it, then this is your opportunity to get where you need to go. Two one seeds going head to head. The spread for that game, uh, 49ers lay in five in that spot, hosting the Ravens. Wow. I, I'm, I'm interested to get Thomas Gable's perspective on that game. Maybe what this spread would be on a neutral field. It's going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. But you mentioned the Keaton Mitchell injury, season-ending left knee issue for him. So he is done, which, I mean, so unfortunate he was really starting to hit his stride and develop and um i know that's somebody they were really really excited about but to go back to the mvp of it all and and the price wise brock purdy now minus 190 to win the mvp and it was weird listening to the broadcast last night and hearing collinsworth and and tarico's conversation around mvp for collinsworth he was saying that his mvps were patrick mahomes and lamar jackson right now and brock purdy well you can make an argument for multiple mvps if you're just looking at the San Francisco 49ers because of what Christian McCaffrey has done and because of what Debo Samuel has done. But for me, I just like, I look at the numbers and I think that there's value in being first in the National Football League as a quarterback in 95% of the statistical categories. Like, I think that that's something worthwhile for a guy, no? I, I, I agree completely. Like, what more do you want the guy to do? You know, when Nick Mullen was operating out there, we didn't have these numbers. 
I mean, even with Garoppolo, who won a lot of games, didn't have these numbers. Like, Trey what Lance more does the guy didn't. have to do, right? <laughs> no. Like, what more does he have to do? I mean, the guy is averaging 9.9 yards per every time he touches the ball. He gets blitzed off the right side. He throws the ball to Kittle. Boom, bang in there. I mean, the confidence that Kyle has in him is remarkable. Like, this guy's good. I know he was Mr. Irrelevant. I know he went in the seventh round. But, look, he's good. Bailey Zappi went in the fourth round. He's not good. Mac Jones went in the first round. He's not good. Justin Fields went in the first round. In spite of what everybody thinks, you can't win a game with Justin Fields. Fourth quarter, meltdowns continuously. Mm. Continuously. You can, you can pretend. You can keep pretending. But the ATS splits and the straight-up splits with Justin, you can't deny them. You can't deny them. This kid makes plays when it's important. Look. All of a sudden, you know, you're going to go and tell me. I mean, Mahomes, I watched Mahomes yesterday. He throws one pick that really wasn't on him. It was Tony intercepted. The other pick was on him. Look, he's not getting protected. We got that, right? His offensive line isn't anywhere near it was as good last year. His receiving group isn't near as good as it was last year. He's helping them go. But their defense is what makes it. That's a close game. That's a close game if Bailey Zappi doesn't turn the ball over and to start the third quarter. Okay, I feel like I'm like the dog in up right now. Squirrel, that I just have eight different directions that I want to go. Um, one, just a quick follow-up on Kadarius Tony. Should we just healthy scratch him? Can Andy Reid just healthy scratch him for a couple games? Send a message because yeah. this guy is a liability out there. Patrick Mahomes, you look at his face. How frustrated is this guy after he does anything? I, I mean, really, seriously, I don't know how you keep playing him because, you know, I, it's one thing to have talent, right? And, and the kid has great talent. I don't know if the kid ever really loves football. I think he might be cursed with talent. Like, so we used to have this thing in scouting where if you had inconsistent hands, you would argue about hands in a draft meeting, right? This guy's got good hands. He's got bad hands, right? Well, they're inconsistent. So if I gave him a four and you gave him a six, we were both saying they're inconsistent. The four grade says he's not going to overcome them. The sixth grade says he will. The one thing he doesn't have is good hands, right? They're inconsistent. This kid's always a four, like, he never consistently catches the ball. And at some point, you get tired of throwing him the ball. I agree with you, but they don't have anybody else. Well, they yeah. need his playmaking. They want to get the ball in his hands. The problem is it's hard to get in his hands unless they hand it off to him. <laughs> and I get it. They don't want to give up on the guy. He made some amazing plays in the Super Bowl last year when they needed it, right? So, but yeah, to your point, they don't have a whole lot of other options in that in that area. It's just, it's crazy because we were talking about the playoff picture and how if you face the Bills in the playoffs, that's a team that you're scared of the Kansas City Chiefs are a team like I don't think people are scared of right now despite having no. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Spags leading the defense like I still just I don't think that you're afraid of that team now to wrap up the MVP conversation I just want to do I, make sure that I get the people at home some of what these numbers are for my guy Brock Purdy because I feel like the need to defend him constantly but he leads the <laughs> league in passer rating QBR passing touchdowns touchdown interception He's ratio touchdown per attempt yards per attempt um air yards per attempt as well by the way because i know people like to say that everything is yak um yards per completion tied for the most wins which is the most important stat of all and then he is second in the league in passing yards and completion percentage so i asked three general managers in the league this week i said would you if you had brock purdy would you trade for fields for Purdy. And then that, that wasn't even a question. Would you trade Tua for Purdy? That wasn't a question either. Like, 
literally the people in the league see it. The people mm. outside that do the voting, I mean, they want to do everything in their power to not give this guy the thing. Mm. For some reason, because he got drafted where he got drafted, he's being penalized. And why can't we just evaluate how he plays? Because if another quarterback goes into San Francisco, no matter how good the skill is around them, it won't matter. It won't matter. He's accurate. He's got great timing. He makes plays. He's competitive. The team loves him. Look, I, I, look I, 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 I'm a prisoner of the draft. I love the draft. But here's what I do know. I was trained by Bill Walsh to believe what we see, forget about where they were picked. And that's what I'm doing with this kid. Yeah. Uh, he probably didn't help his case when he was asked about if Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP. And he said, absolutely. Um, what and do they want him to say? I yeah. mean, like, he's no, no, I think I should get it. And then, then we're over here yelling about how selfish he is. <laughs> like, that's how bad these questions are. Like, you ask him. It was him such, that, it was such think, a leading question. It was such a leading question. So bad. What do you think the answer? Oh, no, I, I deserve it. You know, I'm, you know, I mean, look, this kid's a great leader. He loves him. I mean, of course he's going to say that. Oh. Ask Kyle Shanahan what life would be like without him. I mean, think about how fortunate your franchise is to go from Trey Lance and you give up all those assets to find somebody in the seventh round and credit them for not only doing the homework on them, but but picking them and not sit there saying, well, we have a quarterback. We don't need them. No, they oh. picked them and then they had the courage to play them. Yep. Yeah, they they didn't say, okay, just because we drafted this guy number three overall and traded all these assets, we're not going to force ourselves to continue to try to make this guy work when he's not working and we have a guy that can run this offense to perfection. He has made too many tight window throws. He has dropped the bread in the basket too perfectly too many times in big moments to ignore, in my opinion, with Brock Purdy. But I will give some credit where credit is due to Christian McCaffrey, obviously an incredible player. He has three touchdowns yesterday, over 1,200 yards right now, 20 total touchdown second only to Jerry Rice in franchise history could go over that record of 23 for the franchise this year. He has now overtaken Tyree Kill as an odds-on favorite for Offensive Player of the Year. Minus 150 right now for him. Hill plus 105. Um, so obviously... Stormy, think about this. McCaffrey, when he didn't have a quarterback, he couldn't even be in this conversation. Mm. They, it's a, what's the word? It's a symbiotic relationship, right? Like they need each other in order for exactly. everything to work. Uh, 45, 29, the final there. San Francisco covers any number, reached its peak at 13 and a half. Total goes over 48 and a half. We're going to step aside when we come back, talk to our guy, Thomas Gable, director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Go behind the counter with our guy, TG. We'll be right back. line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Looking to bet smarter? Then VSEN's got the perfect holiday gift for you. Sign up on our holiday special today. You'll get VSEN Pro access to everything we do from now through May 1st for only 79 bucks. Sign up today. You'll get unlimited access to our daily best bets, exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, and 24-7 video, plus all of our betting guides and best bets for all of the college bowl games that are coming up, the Super Bowl, and March Madness. Don't miss out. It's a limited time holiday offer. Visit VSEN.com slash subscribe. V-S-I-N.com. Slash subscribe. The appointments are lined up. You waiting for somebody in there? You've got an appointment. And it's not about what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. It's not personal. It's strictly business. It's time you and me had a private talk. We're 
Step into my office. And step into my office with Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. Okay, let's put the Cowboys' illness aside because I did not hear Dak Prescott included in any of these conversations. So he's going to step yep. into the office here, Michael. Despite leapfrogging Brock Purdy last week as a favorite for MVP, ends up having a performance where he just has 134 yards, no touchdowns, an interception against the Bills. Dallas, where they're 7-0 and at home this season, they're 3-4 and on the road, look like a completely different team, and it's another big game where they can't deliver. So if he's sitting at your desk today, what does Dak need to hear after yet another rough loss? loss on the road. Well, I think sometimes in winning and losing, we learn a lot about ourselves. We can learn what we do when we win. We can learn what we can't do when we lose. And one thing we've learned when you guys go on the road is you can't play from behind. And that's the that is really what it is. And you had a nice drive to start the game and it kind of went downhill with the holding call. You've got to be able to play fast, win the first quarter. It's really important for your team to execute those 10, 12 play drives to start the game off. And you've got to find a way to deliver some mental toughness to your team. As the leader of the team, you're going to have to really set the stage here because you're going to have to go on the road. You're going to be the fourth, you'll be the fifth seed. You won't win the East. And you're going to have to win three road playoff games, maybe in New Orleans, maybe in in Tampa Bay, which are doable. And we've seen great teams come from behind and, and win three road teams. Eli Manning being the perfect example with the New York Football Giants. So I think that's got to be your mindset. Like what becomes hard has to be something you embrace. And you've got to be able to be as the leader. Look, there, we've said this all year long. If you're going to lose, it's going to be because your defense didn't play well enough. Well, now you know that in a physical game, your defense, whether it was with the flu or not, can't play well enough. I think it's really on you to rock, to challenge the team to block out the noise because it's coming at you and just focus on what you guys do and start fast. Miami this week can't play from behind. Don't let Miami get ahead of you. You play from in front. I hope he takes that to heart because Dak Prescott's playoff record is not good and his record against teams on the road that are over 500. So playing good teams on the road, six and 13 straight up in his career. So he really needs to listen to you, Michael, if they want to turn that narrative around. How about Mike Tomlin? It's Pittsburgh Steelers team started the season seven and four. They were exceeding expectations left and right. They have since dropped three straight games at risk of Mike Tomlin having his first losing season in Pittsburgh. He told reporters after the game, Quote, I don't necessarily have the answers as we sit here today. What should Tomlin's message to the team be to finish this season strong and get my season win total over, Michael? I need this. Well, I think what we're seeing is the erosion of culture. Hmm. And a guy who's a tremendous culture builder knows that the culture of this team right now is can't stay together, whether it's because of his inability to recognize that Matt Canada wasn't the rake offensive coordinator and it took him into the season his inability to really understand what's going on with George Pickens, who's creating a lot of problems. Deontay Johnson's creating a lot of problems. It's one thing to be everybody on the same page, like defensively, but offensively, there seems to be a splintering of the team. And I think that's carried over now into the team. And so the only real solution is as a leader, you just got to take over the team, you know, and you're going to have to really make some decisions that perhaps you want. You, it may not be in the best interest of who's playing, but it may help the team. Yesterday, Tampa Bay, Devon White wasn't really didn't want to go. They had no problem. Put him on the bench. Like you're going to have to make a statement here. You're going to have to have somebody 
take accountability for this behavior because I see a team that's not connected. I see a team where George Pickens is on the sideline causing more problems than he's causing solutions. And I also think you and I both know we've lived this. We've watched Mitchell Trubisky play. He's turnover. He's mistake prone. And the longer you keep playing him, the credibility goes. Now, can Mason Rudolph play better? I don't know. I don't think he can. We know that. doesn't anticipate very well. But we're going to have to find a way to get back to winning ugly. And I think a lot of that starts with the culture. And if you can't get this culture right, you're not going to win another game the rest of the year. And you did mention that off the top of the hour, too. It looks like Mason Rudolph is going to go ahead and start this game against the Bengals this week. Pittsburgh getting two and a half, total 38 and a half. Tomlin also said Kenny Pickett is progressing. Didn't totally rule him out. But the expectation is it'll be Rudolph. How about Joe? Joe Barry, defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, stepping into the office after giving up a game-winning drive to Tommy DeVito and the Giants two weeks ago. Then the Packers defense lets Baker Mayfield post a perfect passer rating. First player ever to do that as a visiting quarterback in Lambeau Field. When asked on the possibility of firing Barry midseason, Matt LaFleur told reporters, now's not the time for that. What can Barry do as he needs to improve this defense and make a playoff push for Green Bay? Well, I think, Joe, what you have to do is figure out what you do well and what you don't do well. And I mean, I think you can't do everything. I mean, I think you're going to have to get back to basics. You're going to have to really utilize the skill and let the players play faster. And you're going to have to take away the number one receiver. I think what I could help you with is you're going to have to be game plan specific. To let Tommy DeVito carry the ball seven times for 70 yards is really on you. If you go back and watch Dennis Allen's tape today, and you'll see what Dennis Allen did to DeVito. He didn't give him an escape route. He didn't let him get out of there. Took away the run. Took away the run. The game's a 7-6 game at halftime. It wasn't like the offense was good in New Orleans. But what was good in New Orleans was Dennis Allen's game plan. Being able to pressure from inside. Not allowing them to get out of the pocket and run the football. And so, to me, I think it comes down to you being game plan specific. You got to take away the best receiver. You got to be able to stop the run. I think you got to really spend a lot of time on your run fits. Your run defense has been atrocious for two years. You got guys in wrong gaps. Guys don't fit the run very well. It's an ongoing project. And the only way you're going to get it better over the next three weeks, because there's no practice time, is to cut down the play sheet and try to execute two or three things really well and let your players play faster. Opportunity to get back on track as a five point road favorite against Carolina this coming week. The Panthers have no home field advantage but as we saw as Atlanta saw this week you can't pencil anything in anymore in the NFL nope no more no more penciling in but uh, also by the way Tommy DeVito in his four starts three of them he was sacked a combined 22 times against the Packers big zero there how about Doug Peterson we almost had him in the office last week we refrained this week we couldn't we couldn't let him not sit down anymore uh three straight losses now as the Ravens just knocked him out allowed only seven um forced them to have only seven points on the board Trevor Lawrence is in concussion protocol it might be CJ Beathard in a pivotal game against the Bucks next Sunday how can Peterson regroup this team can they retake control of their division and playoff destiny well I think one thing we've learned about your team this year, Doug, is whenever you play a good team, you don't play very well. Kansas City, you can't score any points against them. San Francisco, you can't score any points against them. You couldn't score any points against Baltimore. All playing these games at home. All playing these games at home. And I think it's kind of a little bit of an indication of the lack of toughness within the team. I understand your offensive line is beat up. I get that. You know, I understand that your quarterback's kind of beat up, but I don't think you can have, you got to have to figure out a way to run the football. You won a Super Bowl. 
in Philadelphia. And it wasn't with Nick Foles' incredible play. It was you had a Jai, Jay Ajay running, and you had LeGarrette Blunt running the football, and you were tough to stop in that run game. Your team was physical. Your defense was physical. This team is nothing but is nothing like a physical football team. It struggles. And I think you're going to have to figure out a way to get to that because as the level of competition rises and you get to the playoffs, or if maybe if you can't, you're going to have to figure out a way to how in the hell are we going to be able to run the ball when we need a third and two. And we just can't answer every problem with, oh, we're going to run wide stick. We're going to put it on the quarterback because your quarterback, if you're really being honest with yourself, your quarterback isn't playing anywhere near the level you thought he would be when he was the first overall pick in the draft. Got to cut down the mistakes, but more than anything, you got to find a way on this three-game losing streak. You haven't had an opportunity. You don't run the football, and you can't control the game if you don't. Dean Spanos finally committed to the inevitable and cut ties with Brandon Staley after that embarrassment on Thursday night football. The Chargers have one playoff win in the last decade, and Justin Herbert's on his third head coach as of next season. Where does Spanos need to go with this hire? What advice would you give? You need credibility, Dean. You need credibility. And this hire has got to give you credibility because right now people see you as cheap. People see you as taking the path of least resistance. And you have a fan base when you're going to witness it. There are going to be so many Bills Mafia out there celebrating Christmas. You thought Santa took them all there on the sleigh. Like, you'll have no home field. And if you don't gain credibility and if you don't get a tough team and that's willing to play in three dimensions, this is going to continue on. you got to buy your way into credibility. Buffalo, who appears to be peaking as of late, trying to make a push for the postseason, a 10.5-point favorite in Los Angeles against the Chargers coming up this week. We're going to step aside when we return. Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, current lead NFL analyst here at VSIN, joins us. Don't go anywhere. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
The holidays are here and I know it can be tough sometimes to figure out what those special people in your life might want for the holidays. Hey, let Omaha Steaks take some of that guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long at omahasteaks.com. When you do so, you can save 50% off site-wide. Plus, if you use our promo code VSIN at checkout, you get an additional 30 bucks off your offer. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cup filet, water, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy to prep meals ready in a flash with Omaha steaks. The possibilities are endless. Again, that's omahasteaks.com where, where you'll save 50% off site wide and an extra 30 bucks off when you use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, Omaha steaks, a gift from the heart. Minimum order may be required. Alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bonantoni with you back on DraftKings Network and VSIN. This is the Lombardi line as we welcome in the one and only Mike Pritchard, VSIN NFL betting analyst here, of course, a former longtime wide receiver in the National Football League and the biggest game yesterday without question was the Buffalo Bills and the dominating performance that they had against Dallas and I I said to Michael earlier in the program you might have thought that Buffalo could win that game yesterday I don't think anybody saw it playing out that way and boy did they rely on the run game what'd you make of it Oh, Stormy, Michael, great to be with you. Absolutely, Stormy. I, I think um, uh, the jury was still out on Buffalo and whether or not they were going to be a tough team or turn into a tough team this year. Uh, but give credit to McDermott, give credit to the whole organization uh, of moving past Dorsey uh, as a coordinator that wanted to stay pretty much the same uh, with Buffalo. And you insert Brady, who uh, now all of a sudden has uh, inserted or created a level of toughness. And uh, wow, they just discovered that they have a great back, right? A great running back. So I, I think, uh, you know, one of my points uh, coming off of this weekend and as we get into the playoffs, uh, the running back position matters, whether it's a pure running back or, or a halfback. I mean, the variety that you can have at that particular position will really help out an offense or help out a quarterback. I just mentioned Cook uh, in the running game. I mean, Singletary and, and Gibbs, uh, you know, those two running backs, the Lions and and Houston, what they're able to do. And then Christian uh, as a pure running back or slash halfback and, and what he's able to do and elevate that, that offense out there in San Francisco along with everybody else. So I, I think teams that are finding and discovering the physical toughness, uh, Michael was just talking about that uh, in, a, in a previous segment. Those are the teams that, that are starting to ascend and those are the teams that are starting to figure it out as well. How about, what was your thoughts last night watching Jacksonville? I mean, do you see this team as a, as a legitimate contending to be, compete for a Super Bowl? I know they're injured at wide receiver. I know they don't have Kirk. Yeah. I know they lost Zay Jones during the game. But what do you see when you watch them? Well, Michael, it's frustrating because uh, I think they are a GM's dream when you look at the talent on that roster uh, and you look at how good they could be or, or they should be uh, at this point. You know, the nucleus is in place. Uh, they're all young players. And uh, I think they piece it together very well on both sides of the ball. The only thing is, it's not being orchestrated correctly. I don't think Peterson's doing a great job. Uh, and in coaching matters, I just talked about running back uh, in that position matters. I think coaching matters when you have a young team. Do you want to call plays, Matt LaFleur, or do you want to develop these young players? You know, and I think Peterson, as a play caller, uh, you get lost in that. Or maybe you trust your staff. You, you trust your offensive staff uh, to kind of develop these guys. But when you're seeing repeated mistakes and, and repeated bad habits, then I think that's on you as a head coach. And I'm pointing my finger at Peterson and certainly Lafleur, because you're seeing all these bad habits from Jordan Love. We've been talking weeks about how poor his footwork is in the pocket and how unstable he is. He's not structured 
throwing a fall at, throwing a ball and it's led to a lot of inaccurate passes and and that's starting to cost uh, Green Bay and certainly it's starting to cost uh, Jacksonville as well. When we talk about teams that are, you know, trending up and then teams that are trending down, it felt like for a time that Green Bay had turned a corner, that Jordan Love had turned a corner and they've just taken such a massive step back the last two weeks. Like, I don't know if that team has an identity. Where do you view them in terms of the playoff picture? Do they still have a chance in your mind or are they done? You know, it's wide open. Uh, anything and everything can happen. We saw that. We've seen that already this year. I think Tampa Bay is an outlier. Um, uh, certainly the season that they're having right now. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of all the other outliers. Uh, uh, New Orleans, uh, we'll see what happens. Minnesota, kind of an outlier too. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be difficult. I, I think for Green Bay, with this young group, certainly they're talented and they have a ton of playmakers. But the inability to evolve or the inability to get better uh, is going to catch them. I, I think, I think it's already caught them to be honest with you, Stormy. I, I think, you know, teams know what you're, you're about. They know what you like. The tendencies are all over the place, but you as a player, you have to evolve. You have to get better. And uh, I, I don't know if Green Bay knows how to do that. I don't know if LaFleur knows how to convey that to the, to the roster out there in Green Bay. There's some losses that are bad, and then there's some that are really bad. I mean, Arthur Smith losing at oh. to Carolina qualifies as one of those which puts him on a really hot seat. With all 10 fans in the stands, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stormy. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot agree more, uh, Michael. I mean, Stormy, I think there's a rumor you were at that game, by the way, uh, according mm. to social media, right? I, I was not there. I was just commenting okay. on how awful that it was, but yes. Oh, okay. okay. I thought so, so social media had, had presented you there or something like that. But, um, you know, the thing about uh, Atlanta is Arthur Smith is he's been swimming uh, in a deep end without any type of float, flotation device. And, and he's, he's starting to sink. Uh, and, and there's zero excuses. I think when you have that much talent and again, there's talent all throughout the National Football League. But I'll go back to it. Do you want to call plays or do you want to develop to develop a roster and turn that roster into uh, a competing team? And the answer is no with Arthur Smith. I mean, he, he just wants to call plays. And that's unfortunate because I, I think that's going to cost him. Like you said, I, it, it, there's no excuse for it. I mean, this team should be competing for the division. They should win a division. Um, even without Lamar Jackson, I think Arthur Smith, um, you know, you think about him as head coach. You would love to have your, your owner, Arthur Blank, say, look, let's get Lamar Jackson. But that's not going to happen. I don't know if he would do a, do a better job with Lamar Jackson anyway. I, I think he's just in over his head at a head coaching position right now. That interception yeah. from Desmond Ritter with them driving was so bad. So bad. And, and yeah. also, when you talk about play calling, okay, can we call a play for one of your best offensive weapons? Maybe can we give Bijan Robinson a couple more touches, like things that are just mind boggling that, that I don't understand. Uh, speaking of running backs though, to go back to mm-hmm. the earlier conversation, you mentioned Christian McCaffrey. I know you have been very high on, on his performance this year. Where do you think that he sits in the MVP conversation right now? Because even his quarterback, who's an odds on favorite to win the award was talking post game, very, very glowing about the guy and how deserved he would be yeah you know stormy i um i had a ticket on patrick mahomes last year uh seven to one i got it in august and he won the mvp uh he had what 41 touchdown passes and it was just incredible as they matriculated the ball and uh, they did it without tyreek hill and so there was a good narrative right there uh there's a great narrative with brock purdy as well 
you know, I think he has what, 29 touchdown passes. And we know the quarterback position is down or the level of play is down. It's not uh, where we're accustomed to seeing it. Uh, I've, I'm from an era where there were running backs that were MVPs, right? Uh, you know, Terrell Davis, you know, AP even. Um, you, you think about some of the great running backs and the contribution that they had uh, throughout the 90s and, and how important they were to the si- success of an offense. Christian McCaffrey is all that. Uh, I mean, if, if we're comparing stats, I mean, all-purpose yards uh, is off the charts for Christian right now. Um, Christian has 20 touchdowns. Uh, it, talk about re- re- uh, efficiency as a receiver. I think he has about 68 targets and he's caught 57 passes. Uh, so he really is the, the engine of, of that offense, in my opinion. I think the job for Brock Purdy has been made easy because of how prolific they are with Christian, with Debo. But the, but the production with Christian, I mean, he, he's the best player on the team to me. Uh, and I don't know why he's not getting more run or more mention for MVP at this point. How about tonight? You know, what do you what are you looking for tonight? Who do you like? Do you have a side total? Do you think that Hurts coming off the flu can play really at the same high level? Well, Michael, you know this. I mean, they have some pretty good stuff in the training room to help you out for yeah. with the flu. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the IVs are going to be all day, you know, certainly once he gets to the stadium, too. So, uh, he, yeah, I mean, I, I think if he's capable of playing, um, uh, I think he'll be okay in terms of how he's going to feel. I mean, he's not going to feel his best. We get that. Uh, but there's been a number of players that have focused uh, more because they have the flu, because they had to. They have to have help. Brian Johnson has to help out uh, Jalen Hurts. We just talked about the running back, running back position. I think they got to control the game more as opposed to trying to be big play oriented. Uh, we know that they can produce a big play, talking about the Eagles, but if they can sustain drives and matriculate and, and use the running game, uh, to their advantage, I think that'll help out their defense because the defense has been exposed a little bit uh, and on the field uh, a lot too. So for for the Eagles to win, I think that's the recipe. I think they can get it done uh, against what Seattle's presenting right now as a football team. Bridge, thanks so much for your insight as always, buddy. Bridge, Have a great you, day. Thank you. You guys enjoy it. Thank you very much. Michael Jordan flu game, although that was more of a food poisoning game as we learned later yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but then there's Patrick Mahomes. Then there's Patrick Mahomes who didn't play very well with the flu. You are not I wrong. I don't know. I mean, I think it's hard. I mean, you know, look. We'll dive deeper in on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.